and welcome to the Impact Interviews. My name is Laura and today I'm delighted to welcome Stephen Rockman to the Impact Interviews conversation. Stephen, hi. Hi Laura, lovely hi. to be here. Thank you Stephen. And I'm really delighted that you're the first person to be interviewed in this series because you're the first person to introduce me to the idea of impact back in the, in the late 2000s, nearly 20 years ago. And some of the ideas that I have around impact come from the conversations that we've had. And so I feel it's only appropriate that you are the one to start the series. So I remember that conversation. We were sitting in Baker Street having a coffee. We were, yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, I mean, what, do you, what do you mean by impact? And why do you think it's important for you and for everyone to get on board with the idea of creating impact? Well, that's a nice, easy question to start with. I, I think it's important because I feel that the amount of amazing innovation and, and discovery that goes on should be focused on making the world a better place for as many people as possible. It's as simple as that, I think. I, there, there's too much that goes on that is incidental and creates value for very small groups of people. And impact has the ability to, to make a difference to, to some of the problems that we're all facing. And do you think there are some problems that are more pressing than others and therefore innovation should be preferentially directed towards them? Or do you think that all impact is, is good? I think all impact is good. I think, I think I have the view that there was a French guy called Condorcet who, who, wrote, who was a mathematician who ended up with really creating social sciences. And his view was that, that everything should be the benefit of, of as many people as possible. And I do believe that is the case. I don't. I, I think. You, I think you can't stifle innovation, so it'd be wrong to to point people in specific areas. But it's quite clear that certain parts of the world, it's possible to create um, significant impact relatively cheaply. Mm -hmm. uh, in other parts of the world, it requires a lot more. Um, do you have any standout moments? Any standout examples of things that you've been involved with that have created impact? I think you know we're Merism is a very small fund. I, I think we've we've we barely move the move the needle, and and we never set it up to be. Although we were fairly early on, we never set it up to be an exemplar. And to, and but we hope we were just the beginning of a move. A movement. Actually, I hate using that word. Sorry, that's very bad. <laughs> <laughs> we hope we were at the start, the, the beginning of the of impact investing. I, I always hate talking about individual. Um, investments but I, I think my, my main takeaway is is just carrying on the um, what I said before is that it is possible to create enormous impact with um with um fairly small amounts of resource uh, in places that aren't in the, in the first world or the west world so actually there is one example there's an example in Kenya called box girls which initially started off teaching girls in the slums in Nairobi to defend themselves and then carried on teaching them to do businesses as a side hustle. And, you know, that was, the, that was an environment where, where $10,000, $15,000 created businesses for 100 or 200 young girls. Wow. Okay. Um, and made a difference, yeah. And so what do you, how, how can people start to think about creating impact? My, um, my slightly disruptive view is that you, you shouldn't think about it too much. Right. And that's because it should be at the heart of what you do or because I think it should be. And I think, you know, I mean, you probably remember when Impact started, there were a lot of what I call kind of crumbs, crumbs off the table kind of businesses that were dealing with measurements and KPIs specifically for 
for impact SROI, I think, you know, was one of the things that, that, that came to the fore, G, was it GIN that started producing reports for, for foundations. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I've always taken the view that actually it's relatively straightforward to work out what your impact is. You know, the Kenyan example was, you know, 100 girls being relatively safe and, and making money for themselves. And I think it's possible to understand how many jobs you create if you invest in, in, in a business that creates jobs or or know what you're saving from landfill so so i think people can agonize too much about it yeah you know generally speaking the it, it probably the opportunity gets harder as as you scale into larger investments but mm -hmm. i still don't think that's an excuse to to overcomplicate measurement frankly or impact and so do you think people try to overmeasure it to overprove what they've done whereas actually if they went back to basics and said but who are we actually helping and what is the benefit that they're getting then that's just the best place to start and actually in some ways the best place to finish i do i think that's good enough to be honest yeah and, and you know one of the, and alongside that i think you know one of my one of my thing thing themes i've banged on about for a while is that it all it seems that we've created like a social impact almost a special case almost as a ghetto Mm. Um, it's improved in the last few years, I think, but there is still something about we're special because we're doing social impact. And people, I mean, it's not quite as bad as greenwashing. In fact, it's nothing like as bad as greenwashing, but there are lots <laughs> of people who talk yeah. about impact when they don't really know how to measure it at the simplest level. You know, there are funds that are that call themselves impact funds that don't really do impact, in my view. Mm. And having said, having said that you shouldn't agonise about measuring it, I think it's important to to measure impact. You know? I, I don't think you can just say we're an impact investor without claiming we've created, you know, we've created 100 jobs or reduced X tons of CO2 or something like that. I think that's important. It just doesn't need to be very complicated. And the other thing I think I sent you my, my those quite interesting blogs that I discovered uh, this morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, to go back actually to our first conversation about, they're all about 10 years old, I didn't realise actually. Yeah. And going back to your first question about what impact is, it just feels to me that it's, the, the lines have definitely become more blurred between impact and and normal investment, to use a horrible phrase. Um, you know, you're seeing Silicon Valley and and big VCs getting involved in environment and jobs and education and health, which is clearly impact driven. And good. Um, and very good. Yes. Um, yeah. I, my my concern is that they still seem to they still seem to sit in two different paths. You know, it's an impact investment or it's not. And I'd like to see impact being mainstream and and fewer silly investments coming out of Silicon Valley. <laughs> <laughs> the, the strange thing for me has always been that the impact and impact entrepreneurs have always been great at, at, at finding the mission and finding a solution, but very bad at scaling a business, almost embarrassed sometimes at scaling a business and, and understanding how to, how to build it into, into something that, that's sustainable. And on the other side, you have silicon valley entrepreneurs who come up with really crap ideas but a billion brilliant at um, building businesses it just seems at some stage maybe even in my lifetime that should merge and, and we shouldn't we wouldn't talk about different kinds of entrepreneurs that, that there's an assumption that everything that vcs or angels invest in is going to make a difference to somebody or something yeah and and also that you know being a big organization is not um an antithesis to being an impactful organization definitely not no Absolutely not. I mean, you know, you know, scale as as we all talk about, as everybody talks about in in, in the investment spaces, is is essential, uh, and and I think it's yeah. uh, it it delivers it delivers far greater impact as most businesses will deliver far greater impact as as they scale. That, uh, that's not, by the way, to say that small impact businesses aren't good. Small's good as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
Yeah, yeah. And so bringing it more into the mainstream then, do you think that there's a gap at an investor level? Do you think there's a gap um, at uh, entrepreneur level? I mean, I meet loads and loads of people who you would say as uh, impact entrepreneurs or impact uh, founders. Um, do you think they're supported properly? Yes, I think so. Well, I, I think it goes back to what I just said. I, I agree with you. I think this current generation, I'm never, I'm never sure whether we should call them X gen or Y gen, but anyway, <laughs> yeah. Z gen. But they're all younger than me, obviously, which is not, isn't difficult. They uh, are generally much more aware of what needs to be done. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, whether it's environmental or social, uh, you know, they have a they have a far, a far better honed social conscience than uh, than I think maybe entrepreneurs 30 or 40 years back. And and I'm and so I would go back to what I said before that I, that I don't think that they shouldn't really need any special support to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, an impact business still has to be a viable business, and people understand what that is. It, it, I, I would I would just like angels and 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 investors to to look at them in the same way they look in mainstream businesses. You know, there is still I, I guess the one area that that is sometimes harder is. And although, thank goodness, we've stopped talking about, do you remember triple bottom line and quadruple drop, quadruple oh, yeah. bottom line? Yeah. Which, which fortunately, had, they have all gone out of fashion, but but you do still see some investors and angels who, who don't understand that there is a there can be a bit of a compromise between between doing good and maxing your IRRs, mm-hmm. um, which should be fine, frankly. I, I mean, I think that happens less and less. You know, there's some great stats from some of the smaller SEAS funds mm-hmm. that are coming out. Um, and um, it's possible to 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 meet the kind of IRRs and and, and returns that you see in in um, pure tech companies. So so I think that I, I think our message is coming through. It's probably not universal at the moment, mm-hmm. but it's it's it has changed a lot. And so kind of I'm just thinking about the change over the last twenty years. If you think about the change over the next twenty years, what's the change that you'd like to see from an impact point of view? Well, I think that I, I think that there is that nobody talks about um, something. Nobody puts it in a box of nobody puts it in a box of impact investment, an opportunity. Sorry, that, I said that I said that very very clumsily. I I, I want to see the lines the lines completely blurred. I, I don't want to say see somebody look at two businesses and say, well, this is an impact business and this isn't. They should both be impact businesses, in my view. Mm-hmm. There's been and sorry that makes me sound very, very pious and and puritan. <laughs> there is obviously a gap for fun, but but I don't see the point given given the fact that, but frankly, despite twenty years of impact, I'm not sure that society has got any fairer or any more equal. Uh, some parts of it have, you know, inclusion, in, inclusivity, and diversity have obviously improved, but there are yeah. still a lot of poor people around. There are still a lot of people that don't have homes, you know, which should frankly be a basic right and and good education. So, so I think I would like to hope in the next twenty years that that almost all the businesses that put that get put in front of investors have some kind of impact. Mm. That's a big. That's a big big goal. A big yes, impact. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Uh, well, it is a big goal. Yes. I, yeah. As I said, I, it, I realize that does make me sound like a, like a, a very puritanical. But I, I, I just think that there is so much capital that's uh, available. You know, there, there's. You, you know, you've read the last couple of weeks that there's. Yeah. What's the number? Three hundred billion of of dry dry powder in VCs. Yeah. You know, that yeah. could 
that could make a difference. And you see people like, you know, the Giving Pledge from from Gates and people like that who are putting money into into amazingly ambitious pan continental projects that produce results. And so I think that kind of money should go into improving people's lives, whatever that means. Yeah. Yeah, amazing. Amazing. So as we draw to a close, because we've only got 20 minutes, have you got any words of inspiration for anyone thinking of starting a, a business, not an impact business, because they're all merging and kind of the words are blurring, or for an investor actually thinking about changing their portfolio structure or changing how they think about their portfolio, just to make sure these blurred lines are achieved? Oh, thanks. <laughs> well, you know, it's a good question, right? You know, that's it's, it's goal, definitely like, how, a question. Thanks. How yes, do we it's move, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, listen, I think from an entrepreneur, as I said, you know, that they have to, I'm not making the case for impact businesses not performing as businesses. And I think, I think that was the change that social impact envisaged, envisaged and, and has kind of delivered. That, you know, in the old days, it was either a charity or as a business. Yeah. And I remember in the first days of, so of merism and i'm sure you saw you know we had charities coming to us who didn't quite get their heads around the fact that we actually wanted to own a bit of them yeah um, yeah i remember that workshop <laughs> yes yeah that was it was weird. that was so i mean i'd say we've moved on a lot from that as i say i think most entrepreneurs young entrepreneurs i come across now certainly in the in the rca context and outside that hmm. always have something that that will make a difference you could take a view on whether it's a whether it's a whether it's a good or bad impact, I, I'd probably argue that there probably is no such thing as a bad impact, even if it's limited and local. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think from that end, I, I think I think from that end, there's probably less work to be done. And you know that generation are growing up understanding, you know, the, the business model canvas and financial projections and equity and and making making a profit, which is good. I, I think investors are, are coming through, and in, in my, I think I, I would say in the last five years, I bet more investors that are that are comfortable with with impact kind of investments mm-hmm. so, um uh, which is a good thing there are some i know some great um funds around you know most of the seis funds tend to have some kind of um impact angle to them mm-hmm. um and you and i know from you know work at cw plus and things like that that you know there are huge sectors that, that require lots of investment that that may that have impacts that are inherent you don't have to explain them yeah, and I think that that should be the attraction from for investors that it's possible to 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 make real money and impact and and make a difference. Yes, and see know, the story, I, right? And see the story of it, where them, what their money's done, where it's gone. It, it, it's an amazing amount of storytelling. It's it, it's it's, and we lost that for a while. I and mean, I think that's you know when you think about the Victorian philanthropists who 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 were genuine philanthropists, you know Peabody over here building housing. Um, the guys yeah. in the states uh, yeah. that seemed to have gone away for a bit, and then Silicon Valley became dominant. You know that kind of model of let's give you as much money as possible and don't worry about making money. And that now we seem to have turned the corner again. You know the, the Gates giving pledge has made a huge difference, and in, it, there are very few funds that I've come across here or or anywhere else I think that don't have some kind of understanding that there are um, some real world problems they need to be investing in. Yeah, I, I th- I'd say that applies to just about every fund I've seen in the last five years, certainly. Which is brilliant, right? I mean, it's great. 
It's excellent. Yeah, no, it's excellent. I agree. And, and you know, part of the blurring of the lines is is that we don't talk about impact anymore. Sorry about that. You yeah. know, we just go, <laughs> well, Josh, that's a real business, and look at all those people. It's going to help. Yes, yeah, so that's it. Yeah. Yeah. And Doc, so hopefully, in ten years, we won't need to need to have this conversation. That's our goal. Well, hopefully, in ten years, I'll still be here to have a conversation. <laughs> we can have a conversation about something else. <laughs> <laughs> back in the cafe yeah yes exactly yes yeah. yes exactly yeah. yeah that's what we can talk about okay cool that's brilliant thanks ever so much um my pleasure and yeah just thanks ever so much see you soon thanks Laura. thanks for listening to the impact interviews if you enjoyed this episode then please check out our back catalogue and if you have any questions for either us or our guests, then please be sure to get in touch. We'll be back next week with something new. So see you soon.